crazy um i know it has been a long eight or so months since season three and honestly i forget that this is even season four sometimes i i think i'm like starting my third season but i'm like no this is season four this is episode uh 37 i think which is like just insane but i needed a little bit of a longer break this time i know the other breaks were much shorter but I needed to take some time because I moved from Massachusetts to Illinois, which uh, has been really great and also really stressful. And just between moving and starting a new job and actually multiple jobs again, um, it's just been necessary for me to take a little bit longer of a time before podcasting because podcasting is, like I say, a part-time job. So, um, now we're here, and I'm really excited, like I said, and my guest today is someone that I have known for, I don't even know how many years. How many years? It's been, (laughs) it's been a long, it's been a long time. It's been, been. like, at least, like, six, five or six years. Something like that, yes. If not, yeah. Yes. So, (laughs) crazy. But anyway, I should introduce her. She went to Wesleyan with me. Um, A dear friend that I am now able to reconnect because I'm back in Illinois. So exciting. Which is so great. (laughs) So anyway, I'll let her introduce herself. And she is in person with me because this season, like I said, I'm doing some in-person, I don't even know if I said this, but I'm doing in-person interviews because we have a vaccine. Thank you, vaccines. Yes, thank you, (laughs) vaccines. Um, We are both vaccinated and I'm only letting vaccinated people be guests. So, um, which everyone who (laughs) listens to the pod knows I'm very pro-vaccine, so not a secret. Um... But anyway, we're in person, and I'm going to let Shannon finally introduce herself. So welcome to the podcast, Shannon. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Um, A little bit about myself. Um, I am 28 years old. I'm currently working as an instructional aide in a preschool classroom, and I go to Trinity Christian College um, for my music ed certificate. I'm almost done. I have like one more semester left of classes, and then I student teach. And I teach voice lessons. Um, I got my bachelor's in vocal performance from Wesleyan, which is where we met. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So happy to have you here, Shannon. Um, like I said, we've known each other now for a long time. I think we met, you were a transfer student to Wesleyan. Yes. So we met probably, was it, when did you transfer? Um, I think I started in like 2016. So it must have been like your sophomore year, right? 2016 like was my junior year. Was it your junior year? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. It's been That's a minute. weird. Yeah. So junior, we still have known each other for like five yes. plus years, but it's, yeah, it was like my junior year and then you were a sophomore, transfer sophomore, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we were both vocal performance in different studios, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. different ages, obviously, but um, 
we met, I don't actually remember how we met, but we were both in Delta Omicron together. Yes, so <laughs> Never yes. forget, Dio. I was the president. <laughs> Shannon was in it. I feel like I kind of recruited you to join. I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like it was. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Shannon, you would be a great fit. Come, yes. come join Delta Omicron. Yes. Which is, for those of you who don't know, it's the music fraternity professional co-ed yes. music fraternity of which I was president. Mm-hmm. Shannon mm-hmm. was a member. Mm-hmm. It was good times. Um, it was a blast. Stressful times too, but you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but always a good time. Shannon is such a sweetheart. I was so excited for her to agree to come on the pod. Um, we were able to catch up, I don't know, like a week or two ago Something now. Something like that. After mm-hmm. like not seeing each other in person. Probably since Illinois Wesley. Yeah, it has. We haven't seen each other in person since then. I know we did like a Zoom call like in the middle of the pandemic <laughs> when things were like not really great. And yeah. We caught up, but it's been a minute since we've been like in able person. To see each other in person. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know because I was like, we've definitely kept in touch, but it's mm-hmm. been more through like text and through FaceTime yes. or whatever. So. Yes. It's just so nice to finally see people in person. Um, the pandemic is 100%. Not, not over, but not over. But you know, at least we can like get together and and see each other in in real life. Yeah. So when she agreed to be on the pod, I was I was so excited because not only is Shannon doing all of these different amazing things, um, getting her music ed certificate, which is just incredible. I'm going to be a music teacher, mm-hmm. and um, you know, is working towards that now and in the middle of a pandemic, no less. So just, you know, Shannon's awesome, but... <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I only speak the truths on my, on my pod. Um, but aside from that, Shannon also has something called Turner Syndrome, yes. which I will be the first to admit, I do not know that much about. And so I've known that Shannon has this. I've known you know, you're, you've been pretty vocal about it yeah, in college, definitely. and I mean, yes. not like going around saying it, but we know like yeah. that you have this, mm-hmm. and I think it's really incredible that you have an Instagram that you use as your platform to kind of like spread awareness, and I thought, what better way to spread some more awareness about this syndrome than to have you on the pod and share about it, especially being someone in your 20s, yes. living through a pandemic with yes. this. Um, how yes. that has been. So, my first question is, what is Turner Syndrome? For those of us that don't know, because I don't know much about it. Yes, and um, thank you so much for having me on here and giving me an op- like another opportunity to raise awareness because it's not something that a lot of people know about. Um, it's very rare. Um, only about 1 in 2,000 um, girls with Turner Syndrome actually make it to live birth so it's a very rare condition and um, it's a genetic chromosome condition so typically girls have an X and an X chromosome and boys have an X and a Y chromosome um, with Turner syndrome you're born with either just one X or an X and a part of an X which is um, mosaic Turner syndrome which is what I have Wow yeah so it's definitely it's rare um, and it's important to have awareness about it. So thank you so much again. <laughs> yeah, of course. So it's a genetic disorder. Do we call it a genetic disorder? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because I'm trying to think if there are other genetic disorders that might be more well known. Um, you think like Down syndrome? Um, oh. Yes. There are definitely some more um, 
well-known ones, but like I said, Turner syndrome, you're only like one in 2,000 girls make it to birth, so um, yes, it's definitely so it's very, not very well-known, yes, right? yes. And so what are like the primary, so I have so many questions about it, <laughs> I have to like formulate five yes. million thoughts at once, but um, how did you know? that you had Turner syndrome and when were you diagnosed? um, That is a huge, huge part of my story. Um, I was not diagnosed till I was 14 and that's another um, kind of issue with Turner syndrome is it is hard to diagnose because it's such a spectrum. Um, Some girls show like more symptoms, other girls show less. Um, So my story typically Um, I think some doctors had kind of thought that there was something there. Um, I remember when I was like eight years old, my mom um, was supposed to bring me in to get some tests done, but I was so freaked out about getting any blood drawn at that point that I threw a huge tantrum and we didn't end up going. So when I was 14, um, I was very short which for a while we thought like my mom is really short so we were like you're you're just like your mom like that's not a big issue but I hadn't gone through puberty at that point so I didn't have a period I didn't have um anything like that so my primary care doctor was like you know what at this point she should be farther along in some of these things so I think she should go get tested um so he sent me to an endocrinologist which is like a genetic doctor and um, even she was like, you know, you show some some traits like being short, um, not going through puberty, um, moles, things like that. But she's like, it's so rare that um, I'm not even going to say that that's like for sure what it is. Like we're going to go get you um, a karyotype test, which is um, you get your blood drawn and they look at um, like all your chromosomes and they can see if you're missing the X. So that's kind of how that happened. And I was 14. It was the summer before I started high school. So that was a huge adjustment that I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I handled it super well at that point. Um, Cause at that age, you just kind of want to be normal and fit in. Yeah. You don't want to be told that you're different at all. Um, uh, so my like first instinct was to just kind of pretend that like nothing was going on which didn't really do me any service at that point um because there are other things with turners um that you have issues with um like learning disabilities so i have problems with like executive functioning issues so like time management um spatial awareness um like driving Um, is not something that a lot of girls are able to do um, just because with judging the distances and spaces and things like that it's very hard for them to like go get their license and pass a test and not have issues with that Um, socially um, and anxiety mental health so there's a whole spectrum of things so ignoring it is was not really the best thing to do because there were issues and things that I was struggling with that I wasn't like taking the time to process and like face head on in order to kind of like move through them and to like become the best version of myself if that makes sense yeah 
Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I don't think I fully realized like all of the components of Turner syndrome mm-hmm. and for something that's so rare. Um, but there are people out there like you that exist that have this condition. Yes. So yes. do you know anyone else with Yes. Um, and I think that was a huge, meeting other girls with Turner syndrome definitely was a huge part in me learning to accept myself and to see that like, I wasn't like all alone and like super abnormal and going through this thing. Um, my dad actually, um, drove me to Texas for, um, they have like a national Turner syndrome conference every year. Um, so he drove me the like 13 hours there so that I could like meet other girls with Turner syndrome and hear research and hear, you know, like the latest developments. Um, cause they're obviously it's so rare, like they're still learning so many things about it. Um, so I was able to meet some really good friends there. I'm also on like Facebook groups and things like that. Um, so I know I like try to share like as much stuff on possible, like on Facebook too. Um, but that was huge because I was able to see like, oh, like I'm not alone in this. Right, right. And that is so important, not just for Turner syndrome, but just for anything is like that you're going through is like having that support system is so important. And then to know that you're not the only one, other people are also going through that. Other people, your age Mm -hmm. also going through that, Mm -hmm. um, probably so, so helpful and important. Yes. Definitely. And I still um, keep in touch with them, too. Um, like, I think one of my friends um, just moved to Illinois as well from New York. Oh. <laughs> and um, her and I are actually um, planning, like, a socially distanced, like, um, thing in a couple weekends. So super, super important. And I think that helped me kind of get past the, um, like, ignoring it and not trying to, like, take responsibility for it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that kind of pushes me into my 20s at that point, mm-hmm. um, where I think I kind of had the realization, because um, after I graduated high school, I went to Columbia in the city for a semester, and that's kind of where a lot of these issues, like especially like the anxiety and mental health, I think, really caught up with me. And I was like, you know what, I'm kind of miserable at this point. This is not really working. So I came back home and I was like, all right, what do I want my life to look like? I have this condition. It's not going away. There's not a cure. How can I make my life what I want it to be? I don't want to wake up when I'm 40 years old and realize that I let this thing, you know, completely stop me from having what could be a really great life. Um... So I went to uh, community college for a couple years, and I really took the time to, like, work on myself and my mental health and kind of, like, learn about anxiety, learn about all of those things, um, figure out what I wanted. I took voice lessons, um, and my voice lesson teacher was super supportive in helping, like, me build my confidence and um, pushed me to go to Wesleyan um, which was a, a great decision. Um, I also had like my first kind of like dabbles in like relationships, if that makes sense. Um, I did date a guy, um, 
And it was a really, like, interesting situation. We got set up on, like, a blind date. And um, he was very, like, focused on what he wanted out of his life. So he's like, I want the family. I want the career. I want the nice house. And we had just met. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, um, he, like, two months in, I ended up telling him about Turner's because I was like, if he doesn't know about this and he's pushing it so quickly... Um, you know, like, he has to know because Turner's also causes infertility. So, like, I can't have my own kids. So, for somebody that wants that, that's a really big, like, decision. Um, so, he, like, didn't... I just remember him not, like... Like, he took it very well to my face. Mm -hmm. But then, behind the scenes, he was really struggling with it and not telling me. Which was not the greatest no. um and he also wasn't like super respectful of like my anxiety and like mental health and things like that I told him I'm like look this is going really fast I have anxiety this is not like we have to slow down and he just wasn't like super respectful of that so we did end up breaking up and but it taught me a lot it taught me like what I wanted out of a relationship if I was going to even have one because I also at that point, right after that, I went to Wesley and I was like, you know what, I want to go and live my life. I don't want to be, like, tied down. I don't even know if, like, I want a relationship, if anybody's going to want to be in a relationship with me. I just kind of want to go do my own thing. And that's where I met um, my boyfriend that I'm currently dating right now. Because um, he went to ISU, which was, like, right down the street. Um, and he took it so much better. Um... He has autism, and even for somebody with autism who has struggles with, like, communication, um, he was amazing, and he told me about him having autism first, and when I told him about Turner's at that point, his first response was, well, what can I do for you? How can I help you? So when he said that, I was like, oh, okay, like, this is definitely something that, like, you know, he's going to work with me on this, and he's, like, a really, like, nice person, um, and I think him and I both have helped each other through a lot with us both having, like, our own conditions, um, I think we kind of have, like, an understanding of each other, um, so, yeah, that was, like, a huge, um, Thing. dating has de- like has definitely been affected by that and I think even now especially as I get like older into my 20s and I'm seeing people like get married have kids you know there are definitely moments where it can be really hard and um I feel like I'm missing like I take something away from people by not being able to have kids if that makes sense um but uh my boyfriend and I like we've decided um like once we're ready for that, like, we're going to adopt. Um, his family has been super supportive of everything. So I think it's all worked out, and a lot of it has been because I worked a lot on, like, accepting myself, if that yes. makes sense, um, yes. which I know is not something that just, like, people with, like, a genetic condition have to do. Like, that's just something, you know, everybody has to go through. Like, our society is can be very, like you have to fit, like, this specific mold, and if you don't fit this mold, you know, like, you kind of spin yourself into, like, 
you know, um, a bad spot getting, like, worried and trying to, like, totally fit in and, like, be just like everyone else. Um, but I really think that, like, um, once you, like, own who you are and, like, what you are as a person, um, it just gets so much easier. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. You said so many amazing things. So, oh, my gosh. Just got to, like, unpack some of it. But, yes. yes, I think there's so much to be said for being your own person and kind of, like, figuring a lot out on your own. Um, as someone who's been single for a very long time, um, it's just something that I've had to do, but also something that I think is really important. Yes. Like, just no matter who you are, I think just, like, yeah figuring out who you are, what you Mm -hmm. want, and then going after it. And I think for you, too, like, with that first boyfriend, I mean, that was not the right fit, obviously, for a lot of reasons. And he was not accepting of your situation, which, from the get-go, that's just not a right fit. Yeah. That's just not... There's no, like, changing that kind of person. There's no, like, no. There's no getting around that. It just wasn't the right fit. Yeah. And you discovered that, and then you figured out your own stuff. Yes. And then you found a better fit and someone that is accepting and has their own things that they have to go through, Mm -hmm. which makes them probably more compassionate, understanding person for you. And so then you are individually going through your own stuff, figuring out who you are as individuals, and then you were able to come together. And it's just, I've known, I don't know your boyfriend so well, but I obviously, like, went to school when you were dating him. And so I I know that you are a different person, like, from when you were dating that person. Like, just, like, so much growth. And just, like, I just see how happy you are. And it just, it makes me happy that you have found someone that's, you know, just so wonderful for you and so understanding yeah. of where you're coming from. Yes. Because you needed that. Like, that's just a Absolutely. non-negotiable, right? Yes. Um, he's been so great at helping me build, um, like, my confidence. And I think that's something that a lot of girls with Turner Syndrome struggle with. Um, just because we do struggle with, like, social situations. Um like struggling reading like facial expressions like getting the joke all the time um so we kind of feel like we don't fit in if that makes sense um and also even just like body confidence you know that's Mm -hmm. definitely um a really big thing because obviously like we don't look like what society like says that you're supposed to look like um so that can be very difficult. And I, he's just been so great at, like, making me feel like I'm a strong person, a beautiful person, um, confident. And I think everybody deserves that. And sometimes you do. You have to be single and you have to know what you want. And you have to go through that to really make sure that you're with somebody that, like, is down for you, if that makes sense. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Um, so in terms of like where you're at today, coming from where you've been, Mm -hmm. how would you say you're managing Turner syndrome today Um, as a 20, you're at 28. Yes. Yes. Um, so I think today, um, I'm definitely like a lot farther than I was when I was first diagnosed. Um, I still take, um, certain medications. So when I was first diagnosed, I had to take, um, growth hormone shots every night for 
two years. I could have gone farther, but I just was very frustrated having to get a shot every night. And um, it's not, that was not super fun. Um, No, I can imagine. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm tall enough. I'm, this is fine. (laughs) Like, we're done with this. And, um, Did that make you taller? Yeah, I grew about six inches. So, how mm-hmm. short... I know this is, like, getting personal, but, like, how short were you when... Like, you must have been, yeah. like, four-something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was... Uh, yes, I want to say, like, maybe, like, four feet, like, six inches. And um, today I'm, like, five foot one. So, it definitely made um, a really big impact and you know I'm glad that I took them um for as long as I did and I'm happy I was able to like make that decision on my own of like all right you know I don't really want to do this anymore um and I also had to take um hormone replacement therapy um so like birth control um because our bodies don't create estrogen oh yes because of the chromosome Mm -hmm. so I don't um get my period on my own um that happens through medication which I'm still on and I will be for um the foreseeable future um I don't know if that changes like once you're like supposed to go through like menopause or whatever but you need it for like your bones as well because your bones don't get that estrogen and that protein um so you can develop osteo um process Yes, so that'll be on for a while, and I'm still on that today. Um, I started taking anxiety medication um, a couple years ago, and that's been, that has worked wonders, which is really incredible because, you know, even if you have a really supportive boyfriend, a really supportive family, if you're struggling with mental health, There's nothing that can, you know, like all those outside things will not fix the like chemical things that are going on inside of your brain. Yeah. And it is totally okay to ask for help and it's totally okay to go on medication. Um, It's helped me a lot. It kind of brings me down to a place where I can process situations and process the anxiety so I can work through it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's definitely been really amazing. Um... I have to go to the doctor about once a year just to kind of get um, checked and everything. Um, I have to watch out for, like, heart issues, diabetes, um, just all kinds of things like that. It affects a lot of, like, really random things, so it's important to, like, go to your doctor and um, have insurance as well, which was a big reason for me wanting to go into teaching as well because I will always need like good health insurance for this because I'll always have to go to the doctor I'll always have to make sure that I can get the care that I need um so I didn't even like (laughs) think about that because like for example so I just turned 26 Mm -hmm. so I was on like my dad's insurance um shout out to little Richard here yes um his insurance for my whole life um Minus, like, a short period. No, actually, I was always on his insurance. But um, then I, like, got kicked off, and I saw how expensive insurance is. Now, I am sort of in between my jobs and whatnot, and so I only work part-time right now, and so my job doesn't provide insurance. 
but I am, knock on wood here, a um, relatively healthy person, don't yes. need to like do anything for right now other than like my, you know, doctor visits yes. once a year, or go to the dentist twice a year, whatever. So I don't ever really think about it. Mm-hmm. But even for me, for example, getting on this like healthcare plan through the government mm-hmm. or whatever I had to do mm-hmm. was expensive with me even making little money. And so I can yes. only imagine how like important that would be for someone like you. Yes. Um, just you, you have to have that. Yes. And you know what? <laughs> I didn't always understand it either. Um, especially like my parents, when I was like, I want to go to Wesleyan and I want to do this, you know, they're like, all right, like, we support you, we support your dreams, but, you know, you're going to need insurance. So, like, that's just something that you're going to have to have, like, in the back of your mind, and, like, how are you going to make that work as a singer? And super important, and it is really unfair how expensive it is. I just throw that out there. Because even right now, as an aide, I get my insurance through the school district Mm -hmm. that I work at and it's expensive even with that and it's like yeah. the, the HMO it's the cheaper the cheaper plan yeah and it's still super expensive and when I student teach I'm not gonna have income mm. so I'm gonna have to figure that out and probably go on like state insurance or something like that but it is it's crazy how expensive it is and it really is you know, important. Obviously, that's not the only reason why I went into teaching, but um, it definitely is a very helpful, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and it's something that, like, in our 20s, I think it's important to talk about um, for just so many reasons, because, like, until you're 20, like, you could be on your parents' insurance till you're 26, so you're not really, like, yes, thinking about it. Not thinking and then about you hit 26, it. and you're like, oh. And hopefully by 26, a lot of people, like, have jobs that provide insurance, and they're mm-hmm. not like me, like, out here <laughs> struggling with my insurance. But uh, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm trying. Hey, you're working so many jobs, and you're, like, chasing your dreams. It's incredible. Oh, Do not tell yourself short. Sure. No, no, I know, I know. But for insurance purposes... It's a little rough. Understood. But, um, but yeah, I, don't, I just don't even think about it. And then for someone, you know, like you, like you're not a sick person. You just have this condition. Mm-hmm. But like imagine for people that are like yes. really, really sick and yes. like not discounting where you're at, but yes. like there's like a whole spectrum of like, of so many you know, people that are even worse and, and I yes. just can't even imagine. So thank you for bringing up that topic because I think it's like so important and especially in our 20s mm-hmm. when like a lot of us... Like, the 20s is such a rough time, I think. It's a great time, but it's also a rough time. And then, also in the pandemic, like, that's a whole other thing that we haven't even gotten to. No. But, like, how your life, having Turner Syndrome, has been affected, like, with the pandemic. Is that something you have to keep in mind? Is that something that you're a little bit more compromised because of? Um, Or, you know, you can go into it. (laughs) Yes. So, the pandemic definitely, I mean, it's affected everyone on some level or another and I think the hardest part of the pandemic really has been like the mental health portion um the anxiety like the isolation and um the not really having structure or routine um because that's something with um like anxiety and turners um like I do not like change I do not like when things are not certain um So that definitely was very difficult because none of this has been certain at all from like 
March 2020 till now. You know, every, are, every day it's something. Months. Every day it's something new. It's because um, I remember when the world was getting shut down. It was um, at my like at my job. Like we're fine. We're gonna stay open. And then literally two hours later, they were like. Yeah, your badges won't work after three. Take your laptops. You're gone for the next two weeks. And then it was, yeah, we're going to do, like, stuff on Zoom. And then it was trying to, like, get back into, like, the building and, like, slowly working. So everything has just been, like, constant change. So that's definitely been a huge, huge struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as, like, the other things, I think it's just been, like, more difficult just to kind of, like, keep up with like the doctor's appointments because it's more it's more difficult to like get in and schedule things um if that makes sense and COVID that has not I've tried to be as super careful as possible it is not something that I want to find out how it would affect me Mm -hmm. by any means well because you said you have like some heart things so like how would that I mean, I know COVID can, you know, do stuff to your lungs or your heart or, I mean, everyone reacts Mm -hmm. different, Mm -hmm. I think it seems. So I don't know how. Um, You know what? The research that I've seen has basically been with Turner's, as long as you don't have um, like these super underlying conditions, like you're, you're probably okay. Um, But I do have um, a bicuspid valve for my heart so it's not something that I've like really wanted to find out so like as soon as I was eligible for the vaccine I took it you know um even my dad had COVID and watching him go through that I am not not something I want to experience at all Mm -hmm. even like a regular healthy person that's the thing, and you know, everyone, all the podcast listeners, they're probably sick of me saying it, but it's true, like, go get your vaccine, because none of us should want to get, no, I mean, no one wants to get sick, but no. everyone should be a little bit afraid, I think a little healthy level of fear yes. is good, it's yes. keeping us safe, um, Yes, I think even being vaccinated, like, I have vaccinated friends that are now sick, and... Um, obviously they're not dying, which is the whole point of the vaccine, mm-hmm. which is great. But, um, but yeah, you just don't want to find out. And no, I think especially no. like having any sort of additional issues, like that's an extra scary thing. Yes. Um, just because it's the unknown. Yes. I mean, everything with COVID is the unknown and especially for, for people that are compromised, like yes. you just don't want to find out. No. Yes. So definitely like trying to take all the precautions and it really is you don't know how it's going to affect you and even um because my dad had double like blood clots in both of his lungs from it so it's just it's not something to mess around with um definitely very very scary and um it has not been an easy time by any means and I think it's just really important to try to like stay healthy and like do what we can um so yeah it has not been easy by any means yeah well and COVID or not I mean you're always dealing with these challenges so you know I can imagine it's just like an extra level here um of of challenge but um I do want to ask um like what 
because it is something that we don't know, I don't know, I can't speak for my listeners, but I don't know a lot about turn. Now I do. Now we all know a little bit more. Um, so what can we do, like, to spread awareness and, and, like, are there organizations out there that are, like, doing good work? Is there, like, work to be done? Is this something that, like, they're developing treatments for? Or, like, I'm just curious because is it something that's, like... I know you're treating Mm -hmm. it, you're handling it, like, Mm -hmm. for you individually, but is it something that, like, there's research going on for, or, like, tell us more? Yes, um, so there are definitely, um, a few, like, organizations, um, there's, like, the Turner's Syndrome Society of the United States, um, I think, like, other countries even have them, too, um, and they definitely try to, like, spread awareness, they host the conference, um, all kinds of things, um, and I can even like share those links with you. Yeah, we can well. link it. We can link yes. it on Instagram. Yes, yes. Um, yes. and I really just think um, it's it, it's just about like sharing knowledge like where you can, and you know, letting people know like, hey, there's this other like condition out there that like you might not know about, and I think I try to like spread awareness because if I can try to get like if there's a girl or even parents out there who have a girl who's a little bit shorter um who is showing like some of these other signs like maybe um they've got like moles or like learning disabilities or anxiety you know like they're struggling with some of these things you know if they've heard of it that might click in their brain and then maybe those kids can get diagnosed earlier instead of at 14 when they like I had already formed a whole identity almost at that point um an early diagnosis can really make a really big difference because you can kind of start to like understand and work through things you know and be a little bit more ahead of the game instead of me like trying to catch up to to a point where I'm like feeling like stable and like I've got it under control Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And is it, so it is possible to be diagnosed sooner? Yes. Yes. And so, it's just this, like, the yes. blood test that you really have to yes. take for a definitive answer. Yes. Um, some girls do get diagnosed, like, in utero um, because oh. they start showing, like, signs as they develop in um, their, like, mom's stomach. I was not diagnosed at that point, although I am surprised. Now I feel like maybe I would have, like, because obviously I was born 28 years ago. Yeah. There's been a lot of, like, research and changes and things like that since then. But I was actually an emergency C-section because I wasn't growing, which is the whole thing with Turner's. Like, you don't, you're, you know, I'm short. I didn't grow. I didn't, like, grow in height, in puberty. Yeah. That's a, you know... So, looking back, that's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. So, girls can get diagnosed earlier. I think that, if I'm correct, the, like, typical age is maybe, like, eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Um, But the earlier, the better, for sure. That's just with anything, you know, Um, because you can have that, like, knowledge as a kid, so you can work through, you know, like, for example, like the learning disabilities, like your teachers can know about it and they can accommodate for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Even like the socialization aspect of things, you know, I was um, always teased a lot as a kid for being short, you know, and I struggled with um, like friendships 
and um, kind of like forming those like bonds and like processing things like that. Um, so I, if, I wonder if I had been diagnosed earlier, maybe that would have been, you know, something that like a social worker or somebody could have like worked with me on, like, you know, and helped me work through a lot of that stuff. Um, but everything happens for a reason. <laughs> the journey um, has been, you know, it's happened the way it was supposed to. But if I could, you know, I'm, I try to raise awareness because if I can spare anybody from having to go through, you know, more difficulties or more challenges, of course, why not? You know, and I think even for like adults with Turner syndrome too, I think it's going to be something, you know, you asked if there's like treatments and things like that. There's not really a cure. Um, I don't think that's something that they're working towards because it's your chromosomes. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there's always stuff that you can do to like take care of yourself better. Um, I know on these like Facebook pages, there's, there's adults with Turner syndrome who are like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Do you guys struggle with that? You know, and, um, people share advice and ways to help. Um, so I think it's something that I'm always going to have to go through. Um, I think especially now, like I kind of mentioned, um, like infertility, I think that's going to be a bigger struggle, um, and the whole like adoption process. So I think that's going to be like the, the next biggest, like, you know, it's, it's always something. And I think even like day to day, like managing your anxiety, you know, mental health, um, it's something that I work on every day, if that makes sense. Um, and I think the more that you, the more that I'm aware of it and aware of what I go through, I have coping mechanisms. I have things I can do to make that a little bit easier. Um, like going for walks and meditation and taking medication, you know, there are things that you can do and there's absolutely no shame in it, but anxiety and mental health was not talked about when we were younger. That was not something that I think anybody really was paying attention to. And I think even today it's still difficult, you know, it's still stigmatized, which is crazy, but, um, well, and I did yeah. a whole episode. We did a whole episode on mental health yes. uh, in the last season yes. uh, with my friend Lizzie. So, yeah, you know I, I feel strongly about that. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, there's no shame in in therapy, in medications, nope. in doing what's best for you. And that's going to look different for every single person. Yes. So, yes. and for someone with Turner Syndrome, that's going to be even other, like another set of, you know. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, circumstances I'm trying to come up with the right word but yeah yeah, it's I mean every single person is going to be different and I think yes bringing awareness to the importance of mental health bringing awareness to all of the Turner syndrome uh things that you deal with is just so so important helping other people potentially um and just again bringing awareness because like we all know about like down syndrome we all know about some of these other ones Mm -hmm. I can't think of any other names well even you know you think like ADHD, autism, a lot of those. Yeah, the bigger names. Yes, like, yes. they have the name where yes. even if you're not, like, I mean, I won't proclaim to be an expert on any of those, but, like, right. you know the name, yes. right? You know that. Yes. Versus, like, you hear Turner Syndrome and you're like, huh, 
like don't even know exactly a single thing and, exactly and I like like I said I admit I had to do a little Google searching and like mm-hmm. you know digging around a little bit to find more information yes but I find most of my information from you and you yes. do have like an Instagram page yes. right which yes. we can if you want to share it now or we can link it absolutely yes um we can definitely link it um would love that and I even on like my Facebook page I like share stuff and I've even thought about like creating like a YouTube channel you know and this has been so fun because this is the first time that I've like done like a podcast or anything like that but it's something that I've definitely thought about because you know awareness is so important and it's something that you know it's not everything in my life but it's a huge part of it if that makes sense yeah Um, so yes, we love raising awareness. Absolutely, I will give you all those links. Yes, we'll for link sure. everything. Yes, <laughs> I just, I just have to say, like, you are just so incredible and like inspiring, and and not letting it rule your life, but knowing and accepting that it's a huge part of your life, yes. and and living your life, you know, not letting it get in your way, but using it, you know, to to again spread awareness like coming on the podcast and and just like being so open and vulnerable about it I think that's just awesome and I think you're such an amazing inspiring person Shannon oh my gosh thank you well you are amazing and inspiring as well I mean like you've always just been like you know what you want you go for it and I just think that's like incredible and everything that you're like doing right now to like working all these jobs and moving to the city like it's just incredible so oh, yes sure. and, and even sweet. just um you taking like the opportunity to even ask me to be on the podcast to like raise awareness because I don't know um a lot of people that would have like taken the time to say like oh I want to like learn about something that like I don't know about and maybe like doesn't directly like you know, impact me. So I just think like the fact that you asked me is so amazing. I'm so happy that you did. Oh, well, happy to have you (laughs) always. Um, so thank you again for being such a great guest. And I just want to say to my listeners that, um, this is the start of season four. So just get ready. There's, it's going to be a wild ride. We have, I feel like I always say that, but (laughs) we have some really awesome people lined up, uh, for the season. I would give a little bit of a, a sneak peek, but I don't know if I really want to. I guess I will. We have we have someone um, who is an energy specialist coming on. We have some people in the medical profession coming on. We have uh, a bowler coming on. We just have a little bit of everything. So I'm really, really excited for this season. I'm also excited to be in person. It's just like a really nice thing to be able to like sit across from someone like Shannon knows you're you're my little (laughs) guinea pig here with doing that but again thank you so much for being a guest and I'll see you all next week